Welcome to Fitch's podcast on the Global Credit Outlook. My name is Joseph Cass. I'm Associate Director within the Investor Development Team, and I'm here with Monica Insull, Head of Credit Market Research and Lead Author of our semi-annual report, The Credit Outlook, which provides an overview of Fitch Ratings Outlook across all rated sectors and regions. This report identifies the main macro factors that we believe will drive credit trends over the next 12 to 24 months. It focuses on outlook outliers, negative and positive. Of course, the vast majority of our ratings are typically stable by definition. Today, we will provide an overview of the main trends in our ratings and what factors are most likely to drive rating changes during 2017. To kick things off, the first question. Will 2017 see more upgrades or downgrades? Global rating outlooks are more negative now than they were a year ago across most rating sectors. And as our rating outlooks indicate the direction of likely rating change in the next one to two years, um, this really means that downgrades will most probably outnumber upgrades. The greatest challenges are faced by emerging market issues in all sectors, but it's still a global trend and the outlook bias is also negative for developed market entities across the majority of our rated sectors. This more bearish rating outlook contrasts with our more optimistic outlook for global economic growth in 2017. Our economics team are forecasting a rise to 2.9% from 2.5% growth last year due to primarily to recovery in US investment, also a broad easing of developed market fiscal policy, and also the fact that recessions are ending in Brazil and Russia. Um, they are, however, cautious on the Eurozone and also on China and have reduced the GDP estimate to 1.4% and 6.4% respectively in those, uh, in those important economic areas. In which sectors are ratings most under pressure and why? Our sovereign ratings have the greatest share of negative outlooks on a net basis at 21%. This points to the likelihood of a third consecutive year in which downgrades will outnumber upgrades in this sector and possibly by quite a wide margin. The pressures on ratings in the sovereign portfolio includes a strengthening US dollar also global trade weakness and policy uncertainty. Many commodity export dependent countries in Middle East and Africa also are also struggling to adjust to the dramatic decline in prices of commodities despite the recent recovery. How about the other core sectors, corporates and banks? The negative outlook bias exists also in those sectors and is uh, 10% for corporates and 11% for banks. The sectors that face the greatest challenges within the corporate sphere include both natural resources and traditional retail. The expected boost to US economic growth would be a positive for corporates, but the increased likelihood of rising interest rates is, is a negative. In contrast, the financial institutions stand ready to benefit from rising rates, which should really allow a widening of the net interest margin. But banks in Europe are going to face uh, still a slow economic growth and high 
non-performing loans in some countries, uh, specifically in Italy and Portugal. And low rates remain a challenge for, for their earnings. Although on the upside, of course, uh, low rates do mean that a limit on impairment charges. Could you quantify the differences in developed market and emerging market outlooks? The rating outlooks for emerging market issues are roughly two to three times more negative than those for their developed market peers. To try to drill down and be specific, if we look at sovereigns, the developed market entities' net, net uh, negative outlook is 8%, but if we're looking at the emerging market side of the portfolio, it's 27%. If we then look at corporates and financial institutions, the pattern is very similar, um, and the respective emerging market uh, negative uh, bias is 18% for corporates, and 30% for financial institutions. What impact will rising interest rates have in 2017? Well, first off, uh, we forecast two rate rises by the Fed this year. And overall, I guess if you can you know, simplify it, uh, it's important to, to look at that first of all. Overall, higher interest rates are essentially good for lenders and bad for borrowers. So if we're looking at uh, borrowers, which borrowers would be most exposed by, by rising US rates? Well, again, we come back to the emerging markets. Emerging market borrowers of all kinds uh, with large external funding needs are the ones that will be most vulnerable to the higher US rates. And of course, also the associated strengthening of the US dollar. The sharp rise uh, in the dollar versus the Mexican peso and the Turkish lira uh, means that US dollar borrowers in those countries certainly have um, work to do to maintain appropriate credit metrics for their current ratings. On the upside, banks in the US should be benefactors um, to the rising rates, which of course present opportunities to expand their net margins. Earnings pressures is one of the main concerns for this sector, and it won't really go away even with higher rates. In Europe, banks are going to be stuck with low rates for longer, and so will insurance companies. Um, insurance companies are struggling with low returns on their investment portfolios. Um, and there are some particular problems for German life insurers, some of whom have offered uh, guaranteed high returns on life policies, but have an asset liability mismatch when it comes to duration in terms of trying to, to find yield. What effect has the commodities recovery had on the rating outlook? Well, it's definitely a positive factor. But at the same time, many countries and companies are struggling to recover from the impact of the sharp decline that began back in 2014. So, for example, in sub-Saharan Africa, some sovereigns continue to run really big fiscal and current account deficits. They also face external, external financing pressures with foreign exchange reserves having been depleted and the dollar-denominated share of government debt being relatively high. In the corporate sector, many natural resource issues still carry a negative outlook, um, with many companies' uh, credit protection metrics being stretched for their current ratings. The better prospects for oil means that US high yield default rates is likely to be much reduced this year compared to last year, 
and we expect the, this rate to almost halve to around 3% this year. Although commodity prices should be healthier this year than last, we do think that some of the gains from uh, the second half of 2016 may partially unwind. Um, this would particularly be the case if Chinese growth surprises on the downside. Do you have any good news at all for us? Yes, I thought you'd never ask, but uh, yes, we do have uh, some. Um, if we look at the net outlook across our portfolio, we can see that actually the one sector that has uh, a positive net outlook bias is structured finance ratings. If we drill down a little bit further, though, we'll see that that is driven really only by the US side of the portfolio. Um, and if we're looking at the EMEA side only, the balance is a negative 7%. We can also look at positive changes since last year. And again, structured finance delivers. The, the net outlook increased to 7% positive from 4% positive at the end of 2015. And finally, the balance also improved for, uh, for international public finance ratings, that's local and regional government entities but remained firmly in negative territory because the move was to minus 14% from minus 18%. Thank you very much for joining us today, Monica. Our interactive report, The Credit Outlook, is available on the Credit Market Research page on FitchRatings.com. And this podcast will be available on the Fitch Ratings SoundCloud account. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.